bold and raw perspectives of local politics. Important information which impacts our community, nation, and world. Exposing truth, transparency, and getting to the heart of relevant issues that you just won't see in the clickbait media. And always keeping it real. It's the Michelle Tanner Podcast. But I won't back down. Welcome, welcome to the Michelle Tanner Podcast. I have a really, really exciting episode today. Two of really my heroes are here sitting here with me. So I cannot wait for you guys to get to hear a little bit from both Riley Gaines and Phil Lyman. If you are here in St. George and you're listening to this live, please don't miss the opportunity to meet them here in person. It's going to be at Utah Tech University at 7 p.m. Friday, tonight. So come get tickets at the door if you don't already. They are phenomenal. I would say they are both just such a strong voice, strong freedom fighters, exactly what we need here in America today. I won't go too far into their background since we don't have a ton of time today, but first and foremost, Phil Lyman is running to be the next governor of Utah, and we need him. I cannot tell you how badly we need someone who actually doesn't just provide lip service, but actually has proven through action that he will stand on the right side of issues and fight for the freedoms that we all love. And Riley Gaines is just, I can't even say enough amazing things about Riley. Not only is she such a decorated competitive athlete and swimmer, but she's now found herself in this new realm over this last year or so, which we can get into a little bit of being a voice and an advocate for women and the safety of women, the protection of women, really for common sense and basic biology. So it's kind of crazy that it's so controversial. And we'll get a little bit into Phil Lyman's bill that he has right now at the state legislator to help protect women. So let's just start, Riley. Tell us a little bit about your first encounter with Leah Thomas, what that was like and what propelled you into really being the voice that you are today. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Michelle, for, for having us here. Uh, I was a college swimmer. I swam at University of Kentucky uh, in my senior year, uh, right before our national championships, which is, of course, you know, the meet you work not just all year for all of your life for yeah. it's it's comparatively it's faster than the Olympics uh, because of how many fast swimmers the U.S. has. Uh, geared up, ready to go, and about three weeks before we were supposed to leave for this meet, uh, the NCAA released a statement indicating that Leah Thomas, who is actually William Thomas, who swam three years on the men's team at University of Pennsylvania before deciding to switch to the women's team, uh, would be allowed to swim with the women. Uh, his participation was a non-negotiable, meaning, of course, there was nothing that we could do as female athletes. And so upon going to the meet, uh, we got to really firsthand witness and experience what this infringement and injustice was, what this felt like. Uh, so to no one's surprise, Thomas swam to national titles uh, where the year prior competing against the men didn't crack the top 400s, 500s nationally. Wow. Um, but really what propelled me is Thomas and I raced in the 200 freestyle. And ultimately we tied, meaning, of course, you know, we went the exact same time down to the hundredth of a second. Uh, but upon getting out of the water, go behind, going behind the wards podium, where typically, you know, you're marched out, you're named an All-American, 
the NCAA official looked at both Thomas and myself and said, hey, great job, you two, but you tied. Uh, and we only have one trophy, so we're going to give the trophy to Leah. Uh, sorry, Riley, you don't get one. And when I asked why, I actually appreciate his honesty because he told me, we've been advised that when photos are being taken, it's crucial that Leah is holding the trophy. Um, wow. That was all I needed to hear. Why do you think that is that the NCAA found it appropriate that a biological male, which we've known now since essentially the beginning of time, the differences between male and female biology, physiology, why would they find it appropriate to not only allow him to compete with biologically different women, but also to expose himself in front of you in the locker room and essentially force you to be naked in front of a man. What we're seeing across the board, uh, what we're seeing the NCAA do, what we're seeing the Biden administration do, uh, what Governor Cox here in the state of Utah has done and actually explicitly said when he vetoed HB 11, which would have protected women and girls in sports here in the state of Utah, uh, in his his veto statement and his presser, he said, "You know, I want to err on the side of compassion. <laughs> they're, they're obsessed with being seen as this as virtuous and you know empathetic, compassionate, inclusive, but this inclusion is really exclusion. Exactly um, to female athletes, which is what Title IX was passed to protect. And so, I guess my message to Governor Cox is, okay, where's the compassion for us, for the daughters of?" of mothers and fathers. Uh, where's where's that compassion? Because I don't see it. 100%. And I love that you said that because that was actually my comment to Governor Cox on an online forum when that when he vetoed that was, where is your compassion for women, Spencer Cox? Because you're exactly right. When in history, I'm in the medical field, I know of no other time in history or in medicine that instead of actually treating a mental illness, we are actually affirming a mental illness and celebrating and promoting it. I would never go to my anorexic patient and say, yeah, you're right. You're fat. Let's give you liposuction and, and you should starve yourself to death. Yet that's exactly what we're doing in this case of transgenders and at the sacrifice of women. Do you feel like other women in your sport, others who are competing with Leah Thomas, is it bothered any of them? Where are their voices? Absolutely. Uh, I obviously I don't claim to speak speak for every single girl who was on that pool deck, but I do claim to speak for the overwhelming majority of us because I saw the tears, yeah. not just from the moms in the stands watching as their daughters are being obliterated in the sport that they once loved, but I saw the tears from the girls who placed ninth and 17th and missed out on being named an All-American by one place, and I felt the extreme discomfort in the locker room. When you turn around, there's a six foot four, 22-year-old man fully intact with and exposing male parts inches away from where you were simultaneously undressing. And I, I heard the whispers, because that's what they really were, were whispers of anger and frustration yeah. from those girls who, just like myself, worked our entire lives to get to that point. Yeah, what a violation of women's right, humanity. Thank goodness we have people like Representative Phil Lyman who will 
step up from the political realm, because I'm assuming you probably agree, too, that there is need for legislative action to protect women. And that brings me to this current legislative session that we're in right now here in Utah. Maybe, Phil, if you'll tell us a little bit about this bill that you are sponsoring to protect women. Sure. And first, uh, Michelle, thanks for having having us on. Yes. And, and I don't know if Riley knows, but Michelle's a champion Absolutely. as well. She's taken a she's taken a stand and, and when you take a stand for what's true, you end up with, you know, paying a price. And so if you know, you know, and you've been through it, Michelle, so so you know. As I'm listening to to Riley speak, which I could listen to Riley all day long, because she is she is an inspiration, but uh, Ayn Rand said uh, there are people who want to dominate and others who want not to be dominated. And and the other side, I think they think that we're trying to dominate them because we don't want to be dominated. We're just saying, hey, we just want to live free. And that's what, so my my bill, the bathroom bill, basically if, if I want to go right now and stand in the women's bathroom for whatever reason, uh, sightseeing or whatever, there's not a law that says I can't do it. And there should be. There should be a law that says, no, men aren't allowed in women's bathroom, thus the sign on the door. Um, and of course, as soon as you, you uh, introduce a bill like that, then they say, well, you, now you need to define what is a man and what is a woman. And I say, well, if you're born a boy, you, you're a boy. If you're born a girl, you're a girl. So I don't get into the transition uh, side of the argument. And, I, and, and there's a reason for that. And that's because there's a lot of young boys who believe they're boys and they should be affirmed in that belief. Young girls who believe they're girls, they deserve to be affirmed as much as somebody else. And there's, and, and the other side is saying, well, you know, you're trying to race, you know, transgender. It's like, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm affirming these kids who, who believe what they believe. And, uh, anyway, there's another bill, Kara Brooklyn's bill, which is a great bill too. We may end up combining these, you know, hers, hers makes some accommodation for transition. Um, but does she get any love or credit for trying to <laughs> cross that chasm? Absolutely not. She's getting obliterated by the same community that she's trying to accommodate, uh, trying to affirm. And this is, this is a zero sum game for them. They, they, they want it all. And it's not, and it, it, it is to dominate. It is to prove a point. It's not, I mean, there are plenty of people, sorry, I'm going on here, but there, no, there, there are plenty of people who, who I believe do have, you know, some confusion, some, some trauma in their life that maybe brings them to some sort of mental state that's, that's really traumatic. And I, and I know those, I know quite a few people in that situation. My heart goes out to them. They're friends yeah. of mine. It's not about that. It's about the people like Leah Thomas who are making a political statement. Uh, they're coming in with, with an agenda to destabilize, to challenge society. And if society can't at least up, stand up and say, boys are boys, girls are girls, then we don't have a place to start from. Yeah, yeah. It, it really doesn't get more basic than that. No. Boys are boys, girls are girls. The fact that we're even debating this is really outrageous. So... Riley, what would you suggest to people in terms of, because I actually brought this up at a lunch the other day, there was the youth city council. I'm like, oh, Riley Gaines, you've got to come see her. And they said, oh yeah, I heard about that. We've actually experienced that in our high school. So this isn't some far right radical topic that we're just making up, right? So what do you think people can do to stand up and be a voice for this? Well, I'll tell you. What I've realized uh, since taking this public stand is my experience is not unique by any means, just as you said, everywhere I go, regardless of which state you're in, um, 
you would think, you know, what I hear all the time, I live in Tennessee, which is a very red conservative state, and I know Utah. People think, oh, it's not happening here. Uh, you know, we don't have to worry about that here. Who cares? Do not become complacent. Uh, and so my message to all the Utah voters, uh, first of all, register to vote, especially to the youth, uh, to these college-age kids. Uh, their votes are crucial. Uh, register to vote. Make sure you're voting appropriately. Understand the voting records of some of the people who are running. Um, of course, like we have mentioned about Governor Cox, look up uh, some some of the actions that he's had, not just on this issue of protecting women and women in sports, but, but holistically. Uh, I think a lot of people's eyes will be opened. Um, I think it's important to not wait until you're impacted. And so I guess my message is to be proactive rather than reactive. Don't sit on your hands uh, and wait until you have a situation you have to be dealing with. An unfortunate situation uh, where a girl is injured in her sport or, or loses out on opportunities or is exploited in locker rooms. Don't wait until that happens. You know, is there a magic number? Is it five girls, 10 girls? When do we start to care? It should be zero. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, parents, be willing to defend your daughters uh, because they need you now more than ever and teach your sons masculinity. Oh, I love that. Thanks for adding that in there because Governor he, him, unfortunately, I don't think has done much to promote the the strengths of what makes a woman a woman, a man a man, right? And really the compassionate thing to do for people struggling, because Phil, I like that you mentioned that, you know, there are people struggling with real mental illness. Let's be compassionate then and actually treat and help the mental illness, not affirm to the anorexic that you are indeed fat and you need to lose more weight to the point of detriment and the gaslighting that we see from the left. I know, Phil, you mentioned that, you know, I've been through it too, of when you're over the target and you're speaking truth and the other side really doesn't have a logical argument to come back with, they just attack and they gaslight. Is that something you both have experienced with, with the gaslighting? <laughs> Oh, yes. <laughs> I know Riley has because I've observed it, and I, I certainly have. And it's funny, you you get into the, the discussion, and the first, the first thing that comes out is, well, you're a racist. And it's like, okay, well, this is not really a race thing, but that's, I mean, it's honestly, it's, it's accusing, it's, a, it's a, you know, denigrating, name-calling. Name yeah. and, 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 and it's almost confirmation that what you're doing is the truth because they don't, they don't, have, a, they don't have an argument. And I love what you said when you're over the target. Uh, but they don't waste ammunition on targets that they don't want to hit. Mm, great point. Well, I thank you guys so much for taking a few minutes. I know your schedule is jam-packed. I can't wait to see you again tonight at 7 o'clock. So everyone, please come down to Utah Tech University. Meet these guys in person. Support Phil Lyman for Utah governor. Support these legislative bills. Reach out to your personal representative. Let them know that this issue is important to you. We must protect Utah's women and equality for all and actually treat mental illness rather than promote it. So thank you. Thank you both again. I hope we can do this all again. And thank you all for tuning in. We will see you next week on the Michelle Tanner podcast. Thanks for being a part of the Michelle Tanner podcast. Please like, follow, subscribe, and share. And always remember to keep exposing truth. But I won't back down. No, I won't back down.
This has been a production from a podcast studio.